don't look like a runner with Nick and John. Bit, uh, bit, bit, cro- bit croaky still, but um, I love that. I love that. I love that. How are you feeling? You uh, uh, I forgot to cough. Oh, oh, now I'm coughing. I'm just, oh, I'm just dying. Don't worry about me, <laughs> little old me. I was fine until you mentioned it. I was okay when you said things. I should have gone for beer, actually. Looking at your rider, what are you working off? I've got. Um, uh, oh. I, it's, it's in Welsh. I can't pronounce it, but it's by. That's crazy, but that one, that one looks very local. Well, it's not local, it is it? Gl- well, it's always local. Cloigan Gold. And the other one looks very hipster. Oh, they're both Welsh, actually. They're both Welsh. Why? You confused me there. You were, talk, you were talking. I thought you were talking about the other Welsh one. That's really nice. That Cloigan Gold. Why have you got two open beers? What are you doing? Well, the other one's not open. Oh, they look open to me. Well, maybe I should have gone for a beer. Load my immune system even more, though. That's a problem with that, isn't it? Well, it's just for my vocal cords, mate, because I'm, I'm a bit... I'm, as oh, I yeah. mentioned earlier, I'm a bit as well. <laughs> 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 Lovely cup of tea will sort me out, I think. I've had too much tea. Oh, this tastes a bit medicinal. Never, that's gonna, that's never have too much tea, mate. Never have too much tea. The Kchich one, the the pretty one. It's mm. it's quite it's quite medically tasting, strangely. Med what? Med medical. Tastes like medicine. Mm. I've got mm. some cashew nuts um, in my house at the moment. And the, every time I taste them, they, they taste like chemicals. Is that is that a bad thing? That's a bad thing, isn't it? Um, yeah, can't be can't be a good thing, can it? Are they are they flavoured? Um, I don't think they're chemical flavoured on purpose. It's not like well, some some flavours taste a bit, you know. No, they're just they're just straight up. In fact, I think they're like raw. Um, raw cashews poisonous. Should I stop eating these? I'll tell you what is poisonous, which blew my mind. Go on. You know those really nice really crispy almondy biscuits called macaroons uh yeah and you know how this it's confusing because there's two types of biscuits called called macaroons and one of them's hard and one of them isn't the coconut macaroons are soft coconut coconut macaroons are soft exactly and then there's the other one delicious as well bloody delicious they're both nice but wow the hard the hard crispy sort of italian ones that you get in those bits of paper and in the in back in the day people used to put their lighters underneath them to make them fly did you ever do that what? I'll find a video of it on the internet and send it to you. It was a thing people used to do. They used to make like little parachutes out of them and put their lighters underneath them and make it, make them fly up in the air. Um, right. People used to make their own fun in the old days, Nick. They didn't have the Instagram, which is oh, ironic because yeah. they'd have loved to Instagram bits of well, paper well, flying in the air. Speaking but of... The, go on. You, you finish this. Finish this and then I've got to sort of... Well, the story, about, the story about those is that they taste of almonds, but they're actually made of apricots. Right. And they're made of the apricot stone, and the apricot stone contains a high amount of cyanide, and that's what makes the biscuits taste good, is the cyanide flavour. Um, and if you eat enough of them, you die. So if you drink enough water, you die, but, that, but they, that, it's the cyanide that's, that's so lovely. That sort of sounds like bollocks, though. Have you got any have a scientists been uh, Mate, consulted on this? I did read some science, some science on it, but you know, on your head, be it when. All right, well, when I'm at your funeral uh, and 
you know, you won't be invited. You won't be invited I'd to my funeral. I'll make, I'll make that. I'll make that very clear in my will that you are not to be, not to be coming to my funeral. If I die of macaroon poisoning due to cyanide complications, <laughs> John is not to come to my funeral to gloat to my wife and event. child. <laughs> I uh, circling back to videos on the internet. Uh, yes. You text me last night. Um, making some, you, you do this a lot, right? You, you text me making some reference to some internet thing I'm meant to have seen, and very rarely have I actually seen it. Well, um, I don't know which but you're I talking about because it's happened so often. So you exactly, have to loop me so back into what it is. I'm going to loop you in. Don't worry, mate. Don't worry. If you, if you stopped interrupting, I'd loop you back in. Um, the thing, the thing you were texting about last night was this: the Irish bat video, the Irish family and the bat. I don't think I did. You, d- you did, didn't you? Was I don't you? think I did. I, think I haven't got one, any of a friend. I I've not of got any of a friend who messaged me about memes. There's no way that that's a thing. You must have done this. You must right. have been you. That was this morning we were talking about drinking. You sent me a picture of a coconut. That was this morning yeah. as well. That was good. That was funny. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> um, I sent something about your work. Have you? Dude, have which, you not which, seen the which, bat? The thing about your work was was saved in well, saved in saved in drafts was ready to go when I woke up this morning because oh, I found nice. it as I was going to bed. So that's how good a friend I am because I don't know. I suspect that you're like me, and you've got notifications turned off by about ten o'clock so that nobody can talk to you. But I know that some people aren't like me, and their phones will ping. So if I text them at two in the morning, they'll get the message and they'll wake up. I suspect that you're you're on the right side of that argument. Yeah. Who the hell messaged me about this video? If I, if, I, if I sent you a message at 11 o'clock at night, would you get it? Um, I've actually got my phone permanently on Do Not Disturb. Good man. And all my notifications run through my Fitbit. Right. Uh, and I think, yeah, after a certain period of time, they, they're not on. Yeah. But no, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, you're, not, you're not waking me up, so no yeah. chance. Why well, do admin I, I, think, I add stuff into the family calendar and my wife's phone keeps pinging and she goes, oh, you're waking uh, me up. It's one o'clock in the morning. It's like, well, I was doing admin. I didn't have any time earlier. Well, that, I've had to turn my notifications off because uh, one one night when I was in Birmingham, I got a phone call um, at like three in the morning from some girl saying, Oh, your your mates just told me that you can get me some MCAT. <laughs> it we're, seems we're, uh, add up. Story checks out, mate. Story checks out. Well, let's just say I've got a couple of mates who I uh, was like, mm, I think I know who might have uh, been saying that to a girl at three in the morning to impress them. So there was a few texts fired off the next morning. So this video, I can't believe you... So have you not seen the bat video with the Irish family? Yeah, so... Uh, it wasn't me. I've just gone through our chat history. It was the girl power no, video. I, it, I, I take, I take it. From you. Yeah, it wasn't. We talked about it wasn't cricket for a bit because of that. Yeah, it wasn't you. Did it it was, I've accepted that, John. Move on. Move on. It wasn't you. But have you not seen it? Am I getting an apology or? Uh, doubt it. Um, I mean, you're, you're rushing me to move on here, but um, okay, I, I'm right. rushing. I'm rushing you to move on because I, I want. <laughs> Because I want to actually want to talk about find out if you've seen the video. Oh, no, I want to talk about this video. Have you seen I've the video? Seen I've seen it. You have seen it. Right. I'm pretty sure it was you. That's just me about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> this, this video, right? Uh, now, you know me. I know you. I, I'm a cynical man, okay? you. It, I'm a cynical guy. 
always you message me about the memes a lot and uh, I don't I don't tend to really engage with the memes very much but let me tell you John and this is high praise I can't give this video higher praise than this mm. this is up there with Fenton for me do you remember the Fenton video? The bat? The bat video is up with Fenton. Yeah. Sorry, yeah Fenton I, remember, I remember Fenton. I remember Fenton, yeah. yeah. A, glorious, a glorious moment in internet history. Yeah. This is up there. This is up there with, for me in terms of constant joy every time I watch that video. Absolutely oh, lovely. I wasn't Do you that fussed not, not, was not not on it, except, except for when the dog had a wee <laughs> and when he kept on, was it his mum? Yeah, when Maury, telling, the door. When he kept on telling her. Yeah. That's, um, but that's, that's the beauty of it, you see. That, that's why it's so good. Just like the Fenton video. Because the Fenton video, it has peaks and troughs. Right. Where there's, there's these little troughs where him, that guy shouting Fenton stops being funny. And right. then it starts being funny again. Right. And yeah. I feel like that, this video's got those, those lovely little peaks and valleys. Well, see, I was disappointed. There's been two big online conversations. Um, I don't, I don't want to call either of them memes because they're 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 just viral things. Um, I don't want to get into semantics with you here, Nick. But until until someone starts doing some mashups of them, they're not memes for me. Um, Sure. That video and the Tinder date poo woman. I yeah. was trying not to engage with them, and eventually I engaged with the, the bat video, and I was like, "You, you, you definitely messaged me. You definitely messaged me because you messaged me something about those two things mashed together." I didn't. You said something like, "If there was a bat smeared in poo, then they'd win the internet." Or something. I didn't. You definitely I said didn't. that. Who else? Who else would send me that message? Who Other else in my life? Who aren't me? No one. There's no one. It's you. Or, or this is like the Dennis Quaid film Frequency and we're having a time travel conversation through podcasting. Uh, oh, you haven't seen think? that? You haven't seen that? Well, well no, obviously I've not seen it because it's a film, so... Uh, oh, so that yeah. means that means that at, the end of, at the end of this record, I've got to go and text you some stuff about bats and shit. Otherwise... <laughs> Oh, the things you put me through. So I'm going to have to do that in the future now. Oh, for fuck's sake. I don't want to do that. I'm busy. I don't want to do it. Oh. You've really ruined my day now. Sorry. I'm not even really listening to you because I'm still still looking for this message. I'm still looking for this (laughs) message, to be honest with you. Because it's definitely, (laughs) it was definitely you you that sent it to me. But was, the, I, I, t- I can't find it. I can't find it because not, I've not done Tinder date poo and I've not looked at it. I don't want to. I don't want to get involved in that one at all. I watched the bat video. It was quite funny. Um, it was one of those where if it was on you've been framed, I'd be like, oh, "You did that for for your fifty quid, mate." You can't really stage that, though, can you? S- scripted reality, mate. Scripted reality. Mm. They put the Maybe. markers in. They were like, "Well, we'll just telegraph. We'll just block the scene a bit." Obviously, we're working with a live animal. We don't quite know what will happen, but these are the sorts of things that we want to get across. Um, let's do that. Right. I'm telling you now, we've got to move on because 
I'm not going to stop looking for this message unless we do. Sure. <laughs> and it's going to be awkward because it won't you. happen. It won't happen. Did you just tweet? Did you tweet about it? Sometimes no. I get blurred. I sometimes blur the line between your Twitter and our private messages. Well, it's basically my Twitter is basically private messages to you and Bounder, and that's about it. <laughs> that's that's all that's I true. do on, that's that's true, on Twitter. I don't even do that. I just, I get underappreciated on Twitter. That's basically all I do. I don't DM you on Twitter anymore anyway. We streamlined. No, we did. We, do, you that, do you know that small period in our life where we had WhatsApp, DM, Twitter, Facebook Messenger and Slack all going at once because I'd moved to an Android phone and we just had a complete meltdown about it. Oh. The second iMessage was off the table, we just, we just died. Should I have done the intro by now? I don't know. Okay. Hello and welcome to You Don't Look Like a Runner podcast, an infrequent podcast that is infrequently about running fitness and tech. I'm Nick. I'm John, and can you stop in the, in the intro? Why do you always have to? Oh, why do you always have to belittle us like that? Why do you always have to talk down to how, about how infrequent we are? And we're fairly it's, frequent. Um, it's a trope, John. It's a trope. It's uh, it's some, it's just a discourse of a podcast, man. I thought you would have known that. I don't know. It just oh, it's, it's it's. I don't like the apology. I mean, you, you, I don't like the apology I mean, really, implies. Really, you've undermined it now, haven't you? You've undermined it. Well, I just it, it was it was fine. It was fine, and now you've made it a thing that I can never do again. I mean, speaking for so, my, speaking for myself. Um, mm. If if people want regular audio from me, I've got another podcast where we do that, where we where we're nah, on time and nah, on I thought so. so. Oh no, this is. Well, 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 no, do you know? Can I just stop you there? Do you know what? why your other podcast is on time and on schedule? Do you well, know why that, that is? Because what you did was you recorded three episodes um, to mm. begin with, and then mm. you put them out in weekly intervals, which is an absolute stand-up idea. And it's actually the idea that I had for this podcast, and you refused mm. to get behind because mm. you said we had to release all the episodes at once. Well, that's not what happened. So that's that's well, I don't want to spend another forty-five minutes scrolling through my iMessage, but we I did. will if I need we, to. We did. We dropped four episodes on the thirty-first. Who did? The other podcast. There is no other podcast. What? The podcast is a lie. Right. Our podcast, John, if you right. don't mind, that you've already undermined 10 seconds in. Okay. Do you know what? So far, this is like um, just loads of little bits for after the end of the show, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like the... Uh, saying, but you said it was essentially, this is, this is the podcast equivalent of doing batter bits of a chippy. <laughs> oh, show title. <laughs> batter bits. Right. Right, okay. Hang on a minute. Hello and welcome to Don't Look Like a Runner podcast, an infrequent podcast that's infrequently about running fitness and tech. I'm Nick. I'm John. Hello, mate. And John. How you doing? All right, mate. How Have are you? you? Have you pulled yourself together? The last time we spoke, you're an emotional wreck. Yeah, I was a bit, uh, bit of a snowflake, wasn't I? Um, I am. Well, I wish, you'd, I wish you'd stop referring to yourself as a snowflake. I know you're doing it ironically, but it somewhat undermines your uh, your cause. I don't know what that cause is. <laughs> cause of a broken, the cause of a broken man who did a marathon. What is my mission? Um, all right, I won't. I won't refer to myself as a, as a, as a snowflake. I will, it's a bit dramatic. Thank you. I? A bit dramatic. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. 
completely, completely warranted. You were you were understandably um, emotionally drained, right? So I can own it. Yeah. 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 Don't don't yeah don't try and distance yourself from it. it was yeah. Well, it's um, about a week and a half later. I'm a little older. I'm a little wiser. Um, <laughs> well, older. Uh, you know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm much more grounded about how I feel about everything, and I've got a way forward. And yeah, I feel I feel good. How do you feel about your marathon? Just just fine. Generally. I felt fine anyway. Uh, we had some. We did have some feedback. <laughs> some feedback about my marathon. Well, uh, we both we both had some uh, pe- people reached out. You might say uh, yes. to congratulate you. Okay. Uh, to offer you some words of perspective. I wouldn't say commiserate you. I don't think there was anything to commiserate. Um, but yeah, we had some really really nice nice feedback for you. Okay, I would um, say. So, do you want to tell me about any of it? No, not really. I mean, I've sent I sent you a couple of, of things that had been been said. The, the general, the general kind of uh, vibe was that you should be very proud. You did a good okay. thing. You shouldn't be down on yourself. You know, just the fact that you finished it. And I think uh, a lot of echoing what I was saying to you at the time, really. Yeah. That the, the, the act of the, the period of actually doing the the training, everything was really the. Uh, the thing, even yeah, that's the journey. The race day didn't go particularly well. Just a, a bit of a destination, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And mm. uh, so, yeah, we had a lot of feedback that echoed that. Oh, that's nice. So, so how are you feeling? Thank you for everyone so, so who wrote in and, and said those things. It was it's all it's all very kind and probably feel a little bit like um, I'm not worth the worry about. I'm kind of a little bit, yeah, slightly. Yeah, very, very humbling that people actually have, have taken the time to do that. So, God, you're making me a wreck again, mate. I know, what? Get a grip. Oh. Um, it's, been, it's been like two weeks, you know. Get it, sort yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, right. Go on then. Good. What's your plan? What's your plan then? <clears throat> do you, So last time we spoke, I got the impression, it was a bit like that Steve Redgrave video um, when he, 2008, wasn't it? Or was it 2004? When, I can't remember. When he got, got when, all the medals. When he was basically like, if you ever see me go near a boat again, shoot me. That was the kind of impression I was getting from <laughs> you um, about running. You were sort of like, I said to you, oh, you're going to go and you'd go and do the distance now. And you were like very hesitant about that. You were like, mm, don't know about that. Is, why was that? Um, I, I didn't didn't mean it to sound like I didn't want to run. Um, I, I was probably more sort of thinking about the... The, the distance part of it, I'd, I'd say, um, there was never any doubt that I was going to going to stop doing what I'm doing. But it was whether or not um, marathons would be part of what I do again. And I didn't really feel like um, at the time. I, felt, I just felt a bit shattered and broken. But um, I'd, I'd say that now I feel I want another go. Um, that I've got unfinished business. Um, I did sort of speak about the fact that maybe my body's better at half marathon sort of distances and I start up I mean I guess the point of the marathon is it does um have a good old go at your body um anyway but um but yeah uh 
I want to, yeah, I want to do another one at some point. I know I've been looking to see if there's anything coming up soon. Cause I'm kind of thinking, well, if the fitness is up at this level at the minute, um, then it shouldn't be too much of a, a training regimen to kind of maintain rather than build. If you follow me. Well, something we spoke about away from this, um, the, the podcast arena, uh, mm. because we do actually sometimes talk outside of microphones. Um, mm was you had a sense of like the distance had beaten you and yep. um what i sort of said to that was you you pretty much did the distance when you were training you did 22 yeah. i mean that's mm-hmm. like percentage wise that's, that's only another like you know 10 15 on top yeah to and, get yourself and up. on the day um the sort of the the, the damage part of the run actually got to me before I got to that distance anyway. So I've run 22 miles much more comfortably than I did during the race. Yeah. So it's the conditions. It was the, it was, it was either the conditions or the circumstances or whatever it might have been. But the, the one thing we know it wasn't was the distance. Because as you say, like, I think, what did you say, about mile 15 or something, you started to struggle. That's mm. when you sort of hit that wall. I mean, you, you, you'd done a good comfortable like hour on top of that in training mm, mm, i had so it's clearly something about that day that that caused issues um for you and others from what i can tell yeah so there were other people the, the distance i guess isn't, isn't it's not the issue mm, mm. i think um probably some issues of of temperament and also of planning that i can resolve now um Although I felt really comfortable, I I, pro- I probably could have worked better at being slower at the start. That might have helped. Um, talking to some people, it's perhaps the idea that I actually overhydrated and that's what led to the cramps. Are you there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm just listening, oh, okay. mate. Just listening intently. You couldn't see me sitting there with my fingers on my lips, just Sorry, really... I'm- I'm just so used really to taking it all in. I'm just, just so used to us at some point having a call fail. So, um, <laughs> so possibly over over hydrating, not enough salts, and um, obviously you don't get a lot of that from gels. There might be a little bit in there, and it's sort of isotonicy, but you're not getting electrolytes. Um, one of the things that I will definitely do, which unfortunately loops us back to something that I thought was closed, which is review how I can carry my own water. So I decided for the race that because they were providing water, I wouldn't have to carry any. Um, if I'd been carrying my own, a couple of things, I wouldn't have been anxious about having water. Yeah. If you follow me. Now, they, they had plenty of water. It was every 5K and every relay changeover point. So that's not very far before you get given something. Um, but I didn't want to be between water stations and not have any water. So I was always grabbing something, um, which may mean that I was drinking more than I normally would. That's an issue. And another thing I noticed is that lots of people on the day who are experienced runners, experienced marathon runners, they definitely look like experienced marathon runners. Um, they were carrying their own water. And as we were setting off, I thought, well, that's a bit weird, guys, you know. I've looked at the materials and there's water. I don't know where you're taking it with them. But perhaps they had dissolved some electrolyte solutions into their water or they had tablets with them. Because um, you can get these sort of effervescent tablets that you drop in. Have you seen them? Mm. 
Uh, I've not seen them, no. Sounds like some elite runner stuff that I would not have been involved in. There was actually some in my in my goodie bag um, that I got at the race, but I've also got some SIS pads. A bit late for that, wasn't it? Bloody hell. Well, well no, they gave it the day before, mate, so... Um, all right, well, maybe you should have thought about that. They were, all the clues were there. It was just a big puzzle waiting for me to put it all together. <clears throat> um, if only future me could come back and tell past me what to do um but I've, I've also got some electrolyte powders in there um in, in the cupboard, which... they were really giving you the hint weren't they <laughs> yeah which <laughs> really no no like no, no. in my cupboard I said I've got some electrolyte powders I've never oh, used okay. which I could have tried using in training maybe um so I think some of those people were, were doing that sort of thing and I know there was there was a guy who I ran with for a little bit during the, during the dark hours um who was an experienced marathon runner I think he said he'd done 60 and he was struggling he was cramping um and uh, I noticed when we went to a water station together, he was he was taking bottles out of his holsters and filling them up there, which mm. suggested to me that you know he was going to be dosing them with something later on, so he didn't want to be um, sort of tied to their to their things. So those those are the sorts of things I think I learned from from the day. And and there are yeah temperament issues about your pace, and then there's also kind of discipline about. I had a hydration strategy when I was running, and it it went to the wall a bit on, on the day um, just because it was so damn hot. So you kind of felt mm. that you constantly needed to have water with you. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas I was only taking like a litre with me on a 22 mile run. I was being given three or 400 mils of water every 5k. Uh, I didn't yeah. drink it all, but cause I throw one away and take a new one, but I don't know how much water I had. Yeah, and when you can just take it in whenever you want, you'll probably just take a little sip in, but obviously on those water stations give you a cup, right? And you just, it's like you just neck the cup or whatever. Or obviously you're saying you didn't drink it all, but I mean, you may have been drinking more in that period than you would normally do. Well, I was taking, they were, you had a, an option of a water cup or a water bottle and you just had to call out on your way there that you wanted a bottle because the, the default was a cup. And I asked for a bottle at the first time because my plan was to get a bottle and then to carry that until I needed another one. But unfortunately, they weren't, they weren't sport cap bottles, which oh, is yeah, what... Yeah, same on Birmingham. Had. They were screw tops, and so they, they'd unscrewed them and there were no tops. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard to actually carry water, and that was another, another dimension of it. I, I tried asking as I was running up, give me a bottle with a cap on it, and every time I got given a bottle with... Um, with with the cap off so i couldn't kind of just stash it in my in my pockets or in my belt or anything like that which again um something like oh god this sounds like captain excuses here but no it's it's, it's, it's more about understanding reflection yeah exactly because those those we joke we joked a couple of of weeks ago about marginal gains um (laughs) but actually when you're when you're pushing yourself at that limit those marginal things can spiral because if every single water station you're taking on too much and it's every 5k yeah then you're like seven or eight water stations there where you're going to be mm. overhydrating and those little things can build up yeah i think they possibly possibly did but here's the thing as well about the about race day um i wonder if i can get your your thoughts on this always that's what? literally what the podcast is for oh, yeah. all right all right <laughs> Could have indulged me in a little bit of rhetoric there, but that's fine. Um, I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> mile markers, up or down. So this is by the side of the road, um, mm-hmm. counting off counting off the distances. Do you want the mile markers to count you down to zero or up to 26, well, up to 13? 
Okay. Um, is there an option C of I don't want to know at all, leave me alone? Uh, there isn't. Because that would be my preferred option. Okay. I'd rather so, not have any sort of mile markers at all. So you'd rather just rely on your watch or? Uh, I'd probably rather just not know. Um, you ever go to the gym when oh. someone's on the treadmill and they put like a towel over the display so they can't see how long they've been running for? They put the towel over the display. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Right. So, so they've got literally they, no like, idea of what's going on. Yeah, pretty much. So let's say they want to run for half an hour. Mm. They find it mentally challenging to sort of just watch that clock ticking. Right. Because they're like, oh, I've got 28 minutes left. Oh, I've got 27 minutes left. They'd rather just like not know and sort of just run and Mm -hmm. hope that it just let your mind wander away from the fact that you're running essentially. Does that make sense? So if you're watching the clock... You're, yeah. you're like, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. And I think we talked about, um, we talked about this, about this a little bit with swimming, where you know, like you're constantly yeah. counting the lengths. Yeah. It means you can never get your head out of the fact that you're doing this thing. That's right. And one of the things I love about running is the fact that once I'm, once I'm running, mm. I don't actually think about running anymore. I think about other stuff and my mind wanders and I clear my head and all this sort of stuff. And that's why I find it uh, really enjoyable. But when you're on a treadmill in the gym, there's not a lot of chance to do that. Right. So people tend to, you know, just cover up the cover up the clock. And for me, it's the same principle with mile markers. Is I don't, I just want to kind of like with that long race as well, where it's going to be a struggle. I'd rather just be left alone. Mm. But if I did have to choose, if mm-hmm. I did have to choose, John, um, I think I'd want them going up. I don't think I'd want. Yeah. The countdown, because the, the last thing I'd want when I was running my first mile was to be reminded I've got 25 miles left. Well, see, though, so going to marathon, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, um, a bit like you, I've got a bit of a cold at the moment, so there'll be a few costs for you to edit tonight. And you said you're a snowflake. Come on, mate. So, so Guernsey Marathon made a decision and they, they justified it using that they, they spoke to the scientists about it. Um, mm-hmm. apparent, apparently, runners like to see themselves um, moving towards a kind of a zero point, so, you know, towards the horizon. So they made a decision that they were going to put miles to go markers. So how do you think I felt when I saw uh, 26 miles to go waiting for me by the side of the road? Wow. It's not that great, was, is it? That was pretty special, mate. Um, so bearing in mind that I'd run 22 miles in training, it was like 35 minutes before I saw a marker. That was a distance that I'd already run. So mm. at that point, I had I hadn't done... even thought about that, uh, that, that kind of that angle to it, actually. Yeah, I'd that done 30, like... 35 minutes of running, including the big hill at this point. Shit. And I was like, oh, right. So now I'm in my comfort zone and I've already... Oh, put in some considerable distance <laughs> i think what's the ideal what, for me would be to switch it halfway yeah, yeah yeah i was about to say what or even just to have have nothing until mm. a certain point maybe and then start counting it down i seem to vaguely remember mm. that the birmingham half mile markers were kind of like in periods so you you maybe have a few so like you do the first three it'd be like one two three and Mm. then you wouldn't see another one till five and then you wouldn't see another one till eight and then i think you're possibly right i think i I don't think they are every 
I think maybe they're in blocks of 5k or something. So it's sort of, well, roughly, yeah. so it's like three it's a, miles. It was, a, it was a little bit, it was a little bit kind of different. I can't quite remember what it was, but uh-huh. again, I, to be honest, I was, I wasn't really paying attention to them anyway, so it didn't really make much of a difference. But um, mm. yeah, I certainly think, don't, don't tell me until I'm over halfway. Come on, give me a break. Mm. No, but was... I hadn't even thought about that. I hadn't even thought about the concept of you having to remember the first four miles being reminded <laughs> that you've never done the distance before. I know, it was really hard. <clears throat> Did I tell you that but the guy who won the guess... race ran backwards for five minutes? What a cock. <laughs> no, he was having problems with his legs and apparently the only, oh, way, right. he could, the only way he could propel himself forwards was to run backwards. I thought he was just showboating. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> No, no, he wasn't. He had quite an interesting, interesting story. So the, his time on the day was about 30 or 40 minutes slower than the record for the course, which was set the year before by, um, by an elite athlete. They had some classifications for the kind of competitive people that were um, overall man, overall woman, um, first-time marathon man, first-time marathon woman, and uh, first local man and first local woman on the basis that it was quite an international field. Um, so he was, um, he was a local guy and he, and he came first and he, he beat people who were expected to have beaten him, um, in, in a time that was quite, you know, quite significantly slower than, than last year's time, which I think probably speaks to the conditions in a, in a, in a way, but he's trying to put in, um, qualifying times for like, you know, the, the big races. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, he, he was in front of, uh, all these other traveling elites from, from the get go. And he was just putting minutes on, um, as they were going around in, the in various sort of, uh, staged points that they were watching. It was like, he was a minute ahead of the first 5k and he was like a minute and a half ahead of the, of the second. And he just kept on extending it, but he had a period where he had to run a mile backwards, just to get his um, just to get his legs to work again in the in the conditions, which was, I've, I don't, I don't know if that's a thing, but wow. but but that's 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 what that's what the guy did. So, you know, an, an incredible guy. Um, and I, I wish I'd uh, been able to find the guy who I was running with. I can't remember if I mentioned this to you. The guy I was running with, uh, sort of about six seven miles in, he was doing six marathons in six weeks. Mm. Um, like you know, I I, I know people do do these things they're becoming more and more common and there are people like you know Eddie Azard who did all the marathons day by day by day but I still think someone who's doing six marathons in six weeks he's doing it for charity and I was like oh I'd you know I'd kind of lost him and I was like oh if I'd got his name I'd really like like to throw him a tenner and sort of say to him like well well done man that's that's pretty incredible he had one more to do you can google you can google that can't you six marathons in six weeks just giving just surely that'll come up i looked from on the twitters and i thought he would have been on there but um yeah it was really nice there was some really lovely people on the day and a really nice camaraderie between people there was uh i think the guy i mentioned earlier who was running with for a while he was very experienced and having trouble there was another guy who may have been a, a novice i don't know i didn't get much of his backstory but me and him were kind of overlapping in terms of our periods of trying to clear our legs up right. so i'd i'd run a bit and go past him and kind of pat him on the shoulder and go come on man we got this and then my legs would just go to absolute shite and i'd stop walking again and he'd kind of he'd run up behind me and he'd make sure he'd stop and go come on come on keep going keep going so it was really nice but 
really spread out. It was a kind of a strange thing. So I ended up using my headphones, which I know I said I wasn't going to do because there was a, there was about 40 minutes where I didn't see anyone, mm. uh, which was, uh, a That's odd. Part That's not what you expect, is it? From an organized run, you expect kind of part of it is to be surrounded by people. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 a, it's a small field. And obviously when you spread a small field over, um, over 20, 26 miles, it gets quite, quite spread out. And, um, that they had a, they had a really good photo system where there was a, uh, you know, a QR code or something on, on the front of your, you'd be able to, they probably could have read it from a number, but they, they fired some photographs to me automatically on Facebook. All right. Which is quite cool. I made sure I've set them to, to private so I could opt into choosing if they went public or not. And in the end, I didn't let them go public or to, to friends because they were really weird photographs. Um, because of this issue of, of the, the spreading out of the field. So there's this really nice finish line onto this pier in the harbour with the village at the end of it. And um, the bit where I said, you know, I saw my wife and kids and my sister and my brother and my brother-in-law at the top and like stopped to give them all a hug and then kind of ran down this finish line. But I was on my own for the whole finish straight. So there's this picture of me running across the finish line with my time up above me on my own it just looks like i've come last in the marathon <laughs> really i'm sure it, i'm sure it doesn't look like that at all i'm sure that's not what it looks it, like it was like a minute and a half before another person came over the line well yeah but i don't think that's what people you've got a you got a weird thing about this now you you need to let this go man no one's gonna think oh look at you no one's gonna go oh you came last in the marathon you loser <laughs> You know, you know, it's, you know that marathon running is not your job, don't you? That this, you're not, you're not like Mo, Mo Farrow or another runner who it's runs nice marathons. To, it's, it's nice that you think I'm the Mo Farrow of my job because that couldn't be further from the point. No, and you are not either. Jesus, he, he's appreciated. He's appreciated. So <laughs> certainly not you. Although he does have some of those accusations to answer, so I guess there are some similarities. What? Anyway, do you feel like um, uh, two full episodes and the first 40 minutes of this episode was enough to chat about your marathon? Can we talk about me yet? It's really important well, to me that we talk about me soon. I mean, 20 minutes. I, I mean, I feel like I've been, I've been having a meltdown about me criticizing your meta chat yeah, yeah. and jokes about uh, Douglas Quaid, De- Dennis Quaid films. You know, it's. <laughs> I think yeah, we talked so, 20 minutes max about. Okay. Um, I mean, I still feel like I've overindulged you somewhat by uh, my usual standards. I've got a couple of things I want to say about recovery, which are... Go on then, mate. I'm, I'm you carry trying, on. I'm going, to get, I'm going to get a whiskey. You carry on. They're very quick. I'm I don't drink whiskey. I'm trying to reverse taper, um, so I'm kind of going backwards through my plan. My legs are feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty strong. Off the back of that, I do want to do another marathon, as I've mentioned. Um... I got something on my watch the other day, which I don't understand and I need to look up, which is that I got a VO2 max record. And I don't know if this is a new thing that my watch does or if it's always been tracking it. Um, I'm going to assume it's good. Yeah, yeah. Don't, they don't like tell you about your like records lows, do they? No, no, they're, they're not going to go, John, that was your slowest 5K. <laughs> that was the worst. I think the beep, 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 beep. Is, a, is a kind of a marker of, of, of fitness. And this is my first run back 
after the marathon, it flashed up that I had a new VO2 max record. So um, if that is about my overall fitness, that's probably quite a good thing. It means that the training has actually had a, a demonstrable benefit outside of its its own frame of reference, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, can you look can you look that up, please? I'm quite interested. I will look it up and I'll I'll, I'll bring it in for, for follow up next time. And that so bring it to show and tell. I don't think I've ever seen. I don't think any of my. Um, I've not got one of those. I've not got a fancy watch like you. I've just got a Fitbit. So I've never I've never seen any of this this well, information Fit- before. Oh, so but it sounds just like the sort of data I'd like. Well, I think Fitbits do have. Um, they they have a. They have some sort of measure of overall fitness, don't they? Some sort of. I, I don't know what it is, but when I mentioned it to Karina, she was like, oh, my Fitbit calls it this. And she mentioned oh, something that it does. Know. It's got some... Hmm. This is a great bit, this, isn't it? Um, well, it wasn't, it wasn't out, until you said that. Well, I thought I'll find out what the VO2 max is. These are promises. I'm going to find out what yeah. the VO2 max is, and I'm going to find out what the thing is that Karina's Fitbit does for her. It's it's a kind of an overall fitness measure that it gives her. Yeah, the, 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 bit embarrassing that you haven't had um, a notification about it, mate. Uh, I just go for the, I just go for raw data, mate. Just go for raw data. Well, do you well? So my point you want to you want to talk to me about records, John? You want to talk to me about records? You want to bring records into this? Because I can talk to you about records if you want. You want to talk about records? Well, you're saying I didn't get a notification. I didn't get a record. I can talk to you about records. What you got, I've got mate? records got? coming out of my ears, mate. What you got? Well, let's just say the previous 5k record I was working off has been obliterated into smithereens. Amazing. What have you been doing? So, well, as in what have I been doing to train towards it or what was I doing to achieve it? Tell me, tell me about the run and tell me about the training. I want, I want it all, mate. What's and all? I suppose I've realised that the thing I just said was essentially the same thing twice. So that's, uh, that's good. So uh, I'm just getting, I'm just, sorry for my little pause. There. I'm just getting the, uh, getting the stats up for you. Yeah. So I've been doing this, like the cross training, the kettlebell stuff like that. And I've started to notice kind of getting a bit more comfortable generally um, with running. And it was, okay. uh, I was sort of thinking, Oh, I wonder, I wonder why that is. Cause I was actually running a lot less. I was probably, mm, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my activity kind of frequency here. And I'm, I'm doing like one or two runs a week max. Um, but I'd noticed that I was sort of feeling like I was getting a bit quicker. I was feeling like I getting a bit more comfortable. And the first kind of signs that I was onto, onto something good here was I went up to um, visit my mum up north uh, on the northwest coast. And I thought, oh, I'll go, go out for a run. Mainly because for some reason, every time I visit my mum, it's like all we eat is barbecue. So I was like, I need to go and do some exercise because I've eaten so much food. Did you take your um, running shoes, mate? Or did you, uh, you know... You'll be pleased to know, John, that I did actually take my proper running shoes. Fantastic. If, if, if there's one thing you've learned from me in uh, the 10 years of our relationship, three years of which I was your lecturer, then, um, you know, take your running shoes on holiday is the one. Yeah, well, uh, and I only learned that in the last couple of weeks. Put that and in, in fact, process, mate. Yeah, so uh, I went out, went out for this run when I was up north and um, I ended up doing like 10K and... It wasn't a planned 10k, mm-hmm. and for two miles of the 10k was over sand dunes, so not the, oh, not the easiest terrain. Those are awful. Oh, ruined my pace, mate. I tell you what. How, how soft were they? Were they, were they really, 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 like, really, really soft? Really soft, like like kind of dry, soft sand the whole way for two miles. But to be honest, it wasn't the sand that was the major issue. It was the the narrowness of the path. Yeah. So I was sort of like. 
I was running a bit like, you know when you see the really fast walkers? They just <laughs> yeah. put one foot right directly in front of each other. That's how I was running. Um, so that really killed my pace. But through all of that, um, bearing in mind 10k is not a distance that I've done particularly recently because I've been really kind of like I go out for these 5k blasts all the time uh, just sail through it mate absolutely sail through it like it was nothing it was the easiest run at that distance I've I've ever done um, and, and I was really like a bit taken aback by the whole thing because especially considering the kind of difficult terrain I had for a couple of miles mm. um, yeah it was crazy I couldn't believe it and uh so with that in mind, when I got home, um, I found myself in a situation where it was like perfect running conditions, both yeah. for the weather. The time of day was perfect. I'd loosened up. I wasn't like, I hadn't just eaten. I was in a good... So what time know, of day every, is that for you then? When did I go out? Let me have a look. Um, Where's your sweet spot? I went out. Is it right? Like after breakfast, before lunch? I went out at 8 p.m., Oh, okay. So it's a nightmare. Um, so I'd, I'd obviously eaten anything that was going to go down and gone down. Um, mm. I thought it was earlier than that, but apparently not. Um, maybe that's when it synced. But yeah, it was like, you know, kind of, you were clear of any food, but you weren't starving. So you had some energy and mm. it was just, it was just a good, good situation. And I thought, right, I'm actually going to, I'm going to go for it. I'm actually going to try and, and hit this this record because I was like, I feel like I've got it in me. So, uh, so, my so previous, just to just wheel back, you, you're not really running. I'm not really running at all. No, like one or and two times a week. You've just decided that you're going to go and smash a PB. Well, yes, but okay, the, 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 con- the, the context of it, the context of this is, um, the week before I had done a run yeah. that had a, a, bet, a faster average pace than my previous 5K, but it right. hadn't counted as a 5K because it was too long. So I'd actually done a longer <sighs> run at a quicker pace, but I was like, I am such a stickler for the records on the app. I was like, I want the actual record here. Um, but what so I also then wanted... So you won't count it as a, as, a re- as a record unless it's like a 5K course? Well, I mentally was like... I knew I'd done it quicker, so I was pleased. It was my quickest run. Mm. But I wanted to see that reflected on the little leaderboard thing on my app. Mm. Um, so, I, so I now had kind of two challenges here. Not only did I have to beat the 5K record for the 5K course, mm-hmm. I also mentally was like, I've also got to beat the pace from that other run. So I still wanted wow. this to be my fastest run because I wanted there to be, like, an, in my mind, an unequivocal like this was both your fastest 5k and your fastest run at this distance. Um, so just to give you some context, my previous record, which for me was a very big thing in achieving it. Yeah. Um, considering my previous kind of my, my, when I was doing a lot of running, my pace was around 10 minutes a mile, just, just under or just over depending on the run. Um, so my previous 5k was 27.07, an average pace of 8.32. And that was in right. March. Um, I remember that run. It mm-hmm. was when I was working a terrible job for a terrible company and I had a really bad day and it was like an angry run. Wow. And I, when, I remember when, when it quite it well. Uh, March. Okay, it's, that's it's fine. Not, it's not, it's, yeah, it's, it's not fine. You were working with me then, that's all right. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was very relaxed when I was working with you. Um, 
So yeah, so and that's and I was running when I did that. I was doing like five runs a week, doing like mm. this five this five k course, maybe a bit longer sometimes. So that's the context. That's around the time that I did that. Um, in fact, one week later is when I did the like the solo half marathon that I was talking about a couple right, weeks right. ago. So I was doing a lot of running at the time. So this one, um, I'd done this this quicker run previously. But it was probably about eight twenty nine. So it was only like only slightly quicker than that in pace, but it was technically okay. faster pace. This run. I went out and I did my 5K in 25 minutes 35, an average pace of 8.17, which so, is about a 15 second per mile um, pace increase and about two minutes off. Two the minutes off, time. that's amazing, mate. Yeah, so uh, what I will say is I was going for it. Yeah. You know, I was, I was like, I am going to go for this from the start. Yeah. And um, I also felt like... I was pushing myself at the limit for that. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, definitely. I don't think I, I don't think I could have pushed another five seconds per mile out of that. It was like I was working hard. Five seconds the per thing mile is a lot, though, mate. So you know that's it's not surprising. And and to to drop fifteen is even even at that distance where it's you know you go well you know it's only three miles so you know like that is still. To sustain it is really, really something. Um, I, I couldn't, yeah, well, I couldn't take five seconds per mile off of my ten. Well, I don't think I could take two minutes off my ten k. Put it that way. Yeah. No, it, it, it felt like it was a significant improvement. Like mm. um, it, it definitely felt like another step up. And the thing that's always pleasing for me when I do these things, and, and I've been noticing them for the last year or so when i look at my splits Mm -hmm. what's always pleasing is i go faster every mile right so i'm i'm starting out and and that's always my slowest mile is the first one and then i'm getting faster and my third mile and this one was at 751 per mile which for me is like unheard of i just would never have imagined running a full mile in the middle of a well, like the, the last mile, essentially, of a 5K, yeah. under eight minutes a mile, that's just not not a pace that, I'm, that I've engaged with before at all. So would you now, knowing you can do a 7.51 mile on mile three, would you now go out and be trying to keep yourself at like 7.58, 7.59, just like under the eight for mile one? Because that's where your, your marginal gain is, isn't it? Because you, you know you can do it. So if you could get three miles at seven fifty five, suddenly you are sub twenty four minutes, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, yes, <clears throat> but I think there's a reason that that first mile is always the slowest. Um, I think there's a couple of reasons actually. I think that I'm not warming up before I go out on these runs. Yeah. So that first mile is essentially my body. Yep. Warming up. Okay. And also my route, my my 5k route, which is great because it is exactly 5k, um the that first mile is essentially all up a hill. And then that last third mile is the reverse of that downhill, right. which is why I think it's it's quicker. Right. Um but obviously still running a it's it's not like a it's not like a vertical uphill and downhill. It's it's a gradual quite a mild uphill downhill. But yep. 
I think that those things, especially in that first mile, is difficult. I I feel like I'm going out hard, but I'm still only clocking in at about um you know, usually I'm at about nine thirty, nine forty, nine fifty for that first mile. Mm. So it was still a big improvement this time around of about because that was eight fifty four my first mile this one. So I am going out hard on that, but I think it's it's very difficult. I think if I if I was to do something else first to mm. warm up, mm. then that that could be the story. But certainly at the moment, I feel like I'm. It felt like the whole run I was pushing it at my limit. And, so almost um, like a jog to the start, then a bit of a stretch, and then the run. Yeah, or or even like um, I think if I went went and did a different five k in a different route that didn't start out uphill, yeah. Um, if I did like a twenty minutes of low impact something like in the gym or something to mm-hmm. warm my body up and then went out, that would make a difference. But I'm, I'm I don't want to be comparing apples of oranges. Really, it's like this is my five k route and this is what I'm measuring myself against. Yeah. So this is this is like the thing that we've been talking about. We've been talking about um, swimming and not having a watch that really records swimming and just making sure that whatever way you record things, you record things consistently. Um, so I keep my watch running even in my rests, whereas you, you know, you didn't, but because I've started doing it with my rest, that's my benchmark now. Uh, so finding those benchmarks. So a question for question for you that relates to this, how do you feel generally about the kind of culture of personal bests? Because have you ever been given, uh, any of the, the races you've been to, like events you've been to? There was one I went to, which was like a really hard 10K where they act- actively said, don't come here looking for a PB. We're not a PB course. And there was another group of people who were giving out leaflets that actively said, oh, come on our 10K soon. It's a great PB course because it's flat. Hmm. So how do you feel about the idea of what a PB actually is in terms of the fact that unless we're running on tracks... Every course is different. I think that's interesting. I think if if I was doing that sort of stuff a lot, yeah, then it would be valid in a sense of um, well, I think it'd be valid anyway, right? It, it's 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 a PB. It, it is. Is the, is the kind of like the benchmark that you've you've hit? Yeah, it's not like you, you know. Look, look at every every sport you can imagine. The records of the records, regardless of the opposition, regardless of the course, regardless yeah. of the ground, and then mm. maybe people have conversations about those things. Um, and that's why in like athletics, if there's too much of a tailwind, yeah. your record doesn't count. If you're being blown along too much, it it doesn't count. That's why they have those particular caveats. Mm. Um, I think in in the sense of someone, you know, know, like me and you, basically, which hopefully what this podcast, the sort of people it's for, I I don't think there's many elites listening to this podcast and taking tips. Um, (laughs) It's 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 really useful as an overall general gauge of of where you are, Mm. rather than. It, 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 that's all it is really mm. for me it was great to be able to do that because i was like so, i've i've still done definitely in my time more runs that are around the 10 minute mark than are around the 8 minute 30 mark so for yeah. me it's still quite a novel to be around there so to be pushing beyond that is still quite a big thing for me 
Um, if I was always doing that and like, oh, I've scraped a couple of seconds off, I don't think it would be that significant. But because it was quite a big leap and because I'm still not used to really be oper- to be operating at that that pace, yeah, um, that's a big thing. Mm. And um, I think why why I found it quite significant and, and the reason I really brought it up was around this idea of I'm just not running very much. Yeah, so that that is, I mean, that's the the interesting point we came in on, isn't it? Is is your you, so you talk about it as cross training, but it almost sounds like your your running is isn't even part of your training, if you know what I mean, because you're doing all these other things and doing one or two runs a week where you're trying to trying to stretch something. Um, yeah, and my and my difficulty now, genuinely, is. Um, Running is a thing that I do for enjoyment and mm. for, for the love of it. And I'm really struggling for motivation for the gym side of it, of the training. Mm. Um, but the gym side of the training seems to be having such a good effect on the running that I sort of feel like I still need to be doing it. Can you because drop one gym and put one more run in or something? Um, I could, but I just know that I'd end up going down a bit of a, a bit of a path with that. Really, mm-hmm. um, what I'm trying to do is bring in a bit more of like other sports. So I've started uh, a couple of my mates play badminton on a Monday, so I started playing badminton. Made the mistake the first week of uh, thinking, oh, that might, that probably won't be much of a workout. I'll do a five k run to the <coughs> badminton court play an hour of badminton when by the way i'm terrible at badminton so it was well, like you're not going to be as bad as me work. mate you're not going to be and as bad and as me and then uh, and then run back so that was a that was a good couple of hours of uh, intense I, exercise i mean badminton if you're playing it at you know i mean not even at a, at a level but if you're playing it at any sort of intensity it's going to be a heck of a workout mate what were you thinking I didn't really because I thought, oh well, the shuttle clock's quite slow. Can't be that hard. It's really it hard, mate. Is the shuttle clock slow? No, it's not. It's actually a lot quicker than you think. Because I can't and hit it, one, and then it That's dies my on you. With it. I, I can if if you said well, to me, you are, come and play tennis. You're going to struggle there, mate. You are going to struggle. To be fair, if you can't hit, well, you know, it's, it's sort sort of fundamental <laughs> to the game. Wait, right, if you said to me, come and have a game of tennis, I could I could give you a game. I'm not saying I'd, I'd beat you. But I'd I'd have you stretching for a few, and I'd get a couple of points, right? If you said come to me, come and play badminton, you'd serve it, and then you'd serve it, and then you'd serve it, and you'd, serve it. you'd never get a return from me. It'd be like that game in the in the Olympics where the the two Korean teams were both trying to lose. Did you yes. see that? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's what exactly. it'd be like. We'll have the same problem if we ever have, have a game of squash. I've never hit a squash ball in my life, and I've tried to play squash twice. Um, but but tennis I can do, and it's it's very strange. But the the thing that's much stranger is is that um, I can play a game called Pateka, which is badminton that you play with your hands. Mm. Ever seen I that? don't no, don't think so. It's like kabaddi. Uh, it's big in Brazil, mate. It's the sort of thing you would have seen on Transworld Sport back in the day. Oh, well. Uh, so got, that's, a, that's a seal of approval if I've ever seen one. I've got a, a long and interesting story about how I came to be playing Pateka, which I'm going to save for Saturday. I think the uh, the podcast thanks you for that. Thanks yeah. you for that. Oh, Saturday we're going to watch the cricket, aren't we? We're going to watch the cricket, mate. So we'll have. Uh, I think probably during the first drinks break, I can uh, get most of the story out. Well, speaking of cricket, and oh, speaking on. of taking up a few different sports, this Saturday just gone, I played my first game of competitive cricket in about fifteen years. 
Your third way. So is, when you say, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume the role of the listener here right now. When you say my first competitive game in fifteen years, that sounds to me like you're not someone who's a competitive cricketer. I know that's not true. Oh well, I, sorry. Clarify what you mean there by competitive. Well, when you go, oh, I played my first game of competitive cricket in in fifteen years. It sounds like you never really played competitive cricket at all. Like, like oh no, okay, sorry. Yeah, so I am quite old. So fifteen years ago, when I was about eighteen, was probably the last time I played competitively. And but but from about the age of about nine, thing is, um, yeah, you was, are a cricketer, aren't you? At heart. Um, <laughs> Not 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 in body for a long time in in my life, but yeah. So when I, when I was younger, I um, I was uh, obsessed, absolutely obsessed, and took it very seriously, and was pretty good. Um, had a couple of county tournaments, stuff like that. So you know, was playing was playing for probably the best kind of local team in the area at the time. Mm. Uh, captain at youth level, obviously, um, and I was good. I was good, and it, and it meant a lot to me at the time, and uh, for various reasons, um, probably mainly to do with my uh, physical issues that we talked about before, the fact that I put on an extraordinary amount of weight um, right. and became very very uncomfortable in my own skin, uh, I stopped playing, and then because of those issues, even when I lost the majority of that way uh, I never actually went back to it and it was one of the things that was always hanging over my head um that I, that I was like I really should get I really should do this but I was re- I really struggled mentally to sort of go back to it and I think the whole thing a couple of weeks ago or about a month or so ago where I hit that target and I'd kind mm. of kind of really changed the mind my mindset about myself right. um yeah I just felt like yeah, I'm going to drop, I, I literally just dropped, I, I got the number of uh, the local side's captain, dropped him a message saying, do you need any players? And he was like, yeah, I'm desperate for players. <laughs> so uh, <coughs> I got a game and um, registered and got another game in a week. Uh, mm-hmm. I would be playing again this Saturday, but we're at, we're at a test. Um, well, so, so, so yeah, so, before you tell me too much about this, though, I, mean, I just... Um... I just want to want to kind of pick over the bones of what you've said so far, really. So, what what I've got here's, here's the pieces you've given me, right? And and okay. anyone, and anyone who's listening is um, you're, you're you're a good good player. Um, you're you're a captain. You're playing for the, did you say for the county. Uh, so what they did at youth level was they had obviously the the actual Leicestershire County side that you know you you kind of you you would go into you know like a, like youth football or whatever but they also did these um kind of like county tournaments right. where they'd have like select 11s okay so i'm i'm not saying i played for leicestershire or like anything like that but it was like they'd have select 11s from the league where you'd be chosen as like one of the better players in the league and you'd go right. and represent represent the league at a county tournament so yeah it's like yeah, not saying I played at county level, but I was involved in some some higher level stuff. But this is this is certainly a high level for for a schoolboy. Um, yeah, no, I was good. I was good. I was and, good. And, and, to, and, and, and I should I should have. I, I, it's one of my ultimate regrets in my in my life, really, that yeah. um, the way I let myself get physically 
essentially uh, stopped me from doing something. But, but at one time, I was really wanting to pursue. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, I, I could go on and, and do this properly, um, mm. and I never did. And uh, yeah, so that was that was always been one of the the big regrets in my life. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, but like would... you know, everyone's got one of them, though, right? But, but look, look. For, let's look at it the other way. Like the other things that I did instead was I I went and toured with a band. So like that's the other thing. I think right. if if I'd have gone if I'd have gone that other way, I wouldn't have done that. You know, right. there, there are choices you make um, at the time, and at the time I uh, wasn't in a in a particularly good place. But like I had this other thing that was a an outlet. Don't don't think of me like sitting in a in a cold dark room crying my eyes out because I didn't <laughs> didn't go and become a professional cricketer. But yeah. it's still a thing that I I loved and I stopped doing because of reasons that really I should have got under control. Yeah. Um, but don't don't think I was like you know it, it was anything anything beyond that really um so to, I'm, and i'm not saying i'm not saying i would have made it either i'm not saying any of that like i'm just uh yeah that's the context really well so to to to, to tie this to the the previous discussions and the, and, the, and the previous narrative um the the idea that for the 10 years that we've known each other you wouldn't have been physically able to play competitive in the village sense of competitive, yeah, cricket mm-hmm. seems ludicrous to me because, again, as we've talked about before, I've never looked at you and seen Fat Nick. Um, even though, and, and, and again, I'll, I'll keep saying it, even though we've, we've gone over that, that issue before, you know, you, you, may, you may have felt that. So that's, that's, that's quite deeply quite sad, actually, for, for me to hear as your friend that in the period of time that I've known you, um, perhaps if I'd given you a bit of a push to go and do no. it. No, no, there's, no, there's nothing you, there's no, you, you, you tried to give me a push several times and other, other people did. And, and we had a, there was a chap, a mutual friend at work who was running a mm. team and you were like, come and play for the team. Like, and this isn't about me. Trust me at that point, it wasn't about me being there going, oh, I'm too fat to play. That's not, that's not what it was. That's why I stopped. Right. But I had a lot of other issues wrapped up in that whole thing that made the whole kind of idea of starting again very, very um, intimidating in a way. It's quite intimidating. Because it's, it's you're carrying that baggage of being a, a, a good player and not knowing you George McFly it and sort of said, "Yeah, I, well, I, why, why, yeah. what if I step up to the crease and I get like bowled out straight away and everyone says I'm no good? Totally, totally. Yeah, right. that, that's that's pretty much it. That, that that's definitely that's definitely part of it. Knowing you were good and um, knowing you stopped right? when you shouldn't. Uh, yeah, I, I like bowling, but yeah, I mean, I was always um, yeah, bat, batsman was kind of like my my forte. Okay. So yeah, don't think that it was because I thought oh, I'm too fat. It's like that's the thing that kind of was really the catalyst. But I think more than anything, I had a lot of other. Uh, issues wrapped up in in that it's like you know i could turn up and play five aside because I'm, i know i'm crap at football <laughs> it's like i don't care i enjoy but I enjoy, I enjoy playing but with 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 cricket it was like i couldn't just do that i couldn't just rock up and be like oh yeah it doesn't matter because 
I had all this other stuff like wrapped up in it. Um, mm. But but what I'm saying about kind of like reaching that weight loss goal is like, you know what? <laughs> I, I have achieved things. Yeah. Um, and I think it might have been, it probably wasn't long after, you know, it was around the sort of time that I, I hit that 5K record. Mm. Um, I was achieving things physically. I felt like I'm, you know, a fit person. I'm a, I'm, I can do sport, you know. And well, it if doesn't you put your matter, mind to it, Nick, actually. you can achieve anything. <laughs> exactly. And if I, yeah, I was like, you know what? So what? Let, let's let's go out and, and try. And I sort of said to the guy, like, yeah, listen, I ain't played for 15 years. Um, he was like, oh, okay, what, what, you know, what, how, what, what were you like? You know, what, what's your kind of background? I sort of told him the background. But I was like, but, but remember... I've not played for 15 years. Right. And he goes, oh, okay, right, right. Well, I've put you in the first team for what? Saturday. What, mate? What? So, so I'm in the firsts. I was like, mate, come on. <laughs> give, me, give me a break. But to be fair oh, to mate, him, I love you to bits. And I know you're a, you're a good cricketer in that. But if I'm running the team, you're not in the first. So how the... F- what? What? <laughs> well, what was he thinking? So, well, what he was thinking was... So what he, he was like... Oh, did he see oh, you in the nets first, by the way? Did, did you practice? No. No, 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 this is, this is off, this is off, and I was like, I was there going, I'm pretty sure I played this down, I'm sure I played this down, I don't know why he's probably the first. So you're like running and, it back through your mind going, oh, did I tell him about that great match I had that time, because that might have coloured his uh, thinking about me. So I did I, did I show him my under-13s batsman of the year trophy, because I don't think I did, but I do show it to a lot of people, so maybe I did. No, I, um, I was uh, like, oh no, uh, are you sure? Because like, I don't think that's a great idea. He's like, oh no, no. Um, essentially the seconds that day right. were playing away at a team in Leicester who had won every single game of the season and were generally scoring over 400 runs in a 45 over game. <laughs> and he's like, if I put you in that game, you will never come back because we are going to get absolutely slaughtered. And they did. FYI, they did get absolutely slaughtered. Yeah, they they returned to the ground whilst I was in the middle of the game. So they'd been <laughs> to an away game, got beaten, and came back whilst we were still having like the mid mid in mid innings break. <laughs> it's like That's crazy. Yeah, didn't go well. So no, he put me in a put me in a more in the first um, for a more competitive match. So. I don't know if I really want to get into the game as such because that's that's not the important thing for me. And for me, it was about like actually just getting back playing um, and just feeling like it doesn't actually matter. And give me some figures. Let's 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 get into this. So, where did they play you? Say again. Um, where were you in the order? Okay, so you you said before, oh, you're a batsman, right? Like, I wasn't just a batsman. I was, like, the opening batsman. Not because I was the best batsman, but because my style is very slow, mm-hmm. patient, reserved, kind of, like, accumulate runs rather than, like, someone who goes out and smashes it all over. Okay, the so you've walked into the first team already, so you're going to bat at two, are you? What, what's going on? <laughs> well, no, they, they, they chucked me in at seven, and... Okay. Uh, uh, seven if you if you don't play cricket seven's kind of the position where um you need that big hitter you yeah, need someone yeah. who's going to accelerate the scorecard so well as, as, as a batsman yeah no but you told you told me that you're you're an opener that's not a seven mate no so but it, it not only am i am i not a seven in terms of kind of smash around park 
I've not played in 15 years. I need to kind of like just feel my way around. Um, so it wasn't the best position to go in. I also went in when there was like two quick wickets gone. So there's then basically me and another new batsman of a crease. So like the scoreboard was just not moving at all. Mm. And um, I decided, and, and this was kind of actually... I guess another little step of personal growth for me, because when I used to play, yeah. uh, one, one of the issues I have with the game and one of the, one of the reasons I found it quite hard to come back was uh, my entire family are uh, a cricket family. Okay. And uh, I felt a lot of pressure from that. And it was like nothing I ever did really. It was, it was a classical like uh, pressure of a young kid who's pretty good at a sport where mm-hmm. nothing is ever quite, quite good enough. Uh, so it was always like, for me, what was my personal performance like? Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if we won the game. If I didn't do mm-hmm. well, that was a, that was a loss in my mind. Okay. And I had this moment where I was there going, well, if I stay in here, mm-hmm. plodding along, getting the feel of it and not really scoring at this point in the game, we are going to lose the game. Well, where, because... was the, where was the game at this point then? So this, this is a relegation scrap this game this is like a must win because obviously um, it's the end of the season so how many games have they got left two three two more games now right. um <clears throat> so i think i don't know we, i came in at like 120 odd and there's probably about 10 overs left right. um so they're probably, they're probably going about four and over which i think is about half of the ground the ground's quite a low scoring ground mm. um and i was like i've got to do something here. i've got to either um score runs mm-hmm or I need to actually get out so someone else can come in. I'd had at that point about four or five overs and I was like, I'd had enough to go. I can still play. Right. I'm not completely inept. I'm quite happy with the fact that I've laid my bat on the ball and mm-hmm. I've looked, I've looked fairly solid. I've hit a couple of night shots, got a couple of runs. I'm like, you know what? Fine. But I so you attack. say it's a low scoring ground. So um, presumably that means the outfield's not the quickest. You, you, you struggle to get the ball off a square. The actual right. the, the wicket's very slow, low, um, and the the outfield's slow. And I was facing slow bowlers, and that just doesn't suit me because I'm a I'm a timer. I'm like a I, I, I deal better with pace generally right. uh, in terms of getting runs. Anyway, this is very very in the weeds. But um, I was like, I need to score some runs. I need to attack, and if it means getting out, so be it. But for the sake of a team, I don't want to be the person that comes into this team at the end of the season when right. we're in a relegation scrap in a must-win game and they lose the game because I plod around for 15 overs scoring one run every four overs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I've got to do something. And if it means getting out and sacrificing myself, then so be it. It's not a test match, man. No, so exactly. So I made that decision and then the next ball, I smacked the ball right back at the bowler who caught it. So that didn't go particularly well. <laughs> So at least at least I fulfilled the prophecy, which was either get runs or get out, and I got out. Wow. But the good thing was, at the end of the game, mm-hmm. so we were, we were batting first, at the end of the game, we won by 20 runs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'd have stayed in whether that would have happened, because right. I was not going to be scoring quickly at that point. Right. So you know, at the risk of being a terrible friend now, do you, do you think you'd have taken, do you, do you think do you, think you should have picked that shot, mate? Say again. Do you think that was a shot to, to play? Do you think you should have just defensive that um, one and then just waited? I think it was there. It was there to be hit. 
And right. I, I basically went to lift. I, di- I did what I was trying to do, which was I was trying to lift it over the bowler, but he just basically got a hand up and just caught it. It was, it was one of them. Um, and I was like, it was important for me to look at it and go, I made a decision there mm-hmm. for what I what I thought was best, and I knew I knew the risks and the consequences, and it happened, yeah. and I wasn't devastated. Um, that being said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I text the captain mm. this week, like a couple mm-hmm. of days later, and was like, yeah, yeah, uh, I need to play again, and you need to put me up higher in the order so I can score some runs. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I'm in the mood now. I'm in the mood. I've done that bit. I've like got over that first game. Yeah. I've got over the thing of like, this is my first game back. I'm rusty, blah, 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 blah. Like, done that now. Yeah. Checked that bit off. Now... I want to go in and I want to bore everyone to death for 45 overs and score runs. So that might kind of play, mate, to be honest. Um, so but what, what's interesting, care. just to kind of like to tie this, this, this to get together from a, an external perspective for you in a way that actually might be helpful after I've asked you the really difficult question where I've said, oh, being a shit friend here, is at the start of this little exploration you've given me of, of your, your return to cricket, you talked about the fact that as a, as a kid, you were very focused on your performance and on, 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 you know, achieving milestones for you, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you explain the decision-making you took when you were out on the square and then, like, what you did and actually you rationalise it and you go, well, actually, what I'm hearing from you is the point where that delivery came at you you're you're essentially in a zero sum game. It doesn't matter if it goes for four or six, or if you get caught out. And you were prepared to take the outcome of that shot, no matter what happened. And I don't yeah, think because 16, 17 year old you would have done that. 16, 17 definitely. year old you would have been fuck this. I'm staying for another six overs. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And that's that's really that's really really interesting. Yes, but I am a 33-year-old grown man now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I, I've, 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 I am, yeah, let's not, let's not heat me on too much praise. I have, like, had a life since then where, uh, like, I imagine most 16, 17-year-olds wouldn't do that, and I imagine most 33-year-olds might. Um, do, well, you're mate, right. mate, 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 you're, you've, you've just played village cricket. That is not correct. Just, <laughs> true enough. Yeah, I tell you what, I, I, off air, I'll tell you some stories about this game. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> but I can't tell them on air because they, if if they ever listen to this, I won't be allowed back in. Um, the uh, yeah, but you're you're right about a zero sum game because I was like the the two outcomes here are wins. I get out or I get out, and someone who can score faster comes in, or I score faster. Either way, yeah. for the game's sake, this has to happen. Yeah. And in a different scenario, I would have played it differently. Mm. If there was someone at the other end scoring loads of runs because they'd been in for a few overs, I'd have I'd have played my natural game and got myself a bit more settled. But I was like, well, can't leave it up to this other guy who's also, um, you know, doing doing the same sort of thing. And you know, he he ended up getting some quick runs at the end and and contributed. So it was it was a good thing that he stayed in for that. But and maybe yeah, maybe if I had. You never know. Maybe if I'd have, if I'd have played it differently, stayed in for a few more overs, got myself kind of set, 
I could have mm. accelerated a bit more, but I also knew that really wasn't ever my game. Mm. Um, so yeah, we'll see. So I think maybe I might be playing for the seconds in a couple of weeks, right? In, um, against some less uh, crazy opposition. The opposition were particularly good. This, like, I, I was, I was surprised how poor the opposition. No, were I mean, already. I mean, the seconds are going to have a, a. Oh yeah, a, no. Oh god, yeah, Jesus, <coughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the seconds will have a, an easier time, I, I imagine, this time round. But um, he sort of said, look, I'd like to get you in the seconds, maybe batting either opening or like first first nice. change sort of thing. Uh, so you can get some time actually in the middle without having... Because he even he was like, you're in a difficult position there. You did the right thing, essentially. Right. That's um, good. And he, he was nice enough to be like, you know, I can see you've got a technique. I can see you've got like some ability and mm. obviously you're just gonna once you've once you warm up i think you're gonna be you'll be you'll be back in for swing of it really oh, i'd have a bowl i'd love to have a bowl i didn't get a bowl this time right and uh i do like bowling I do like bowling so we'll see but yeah if, regardless of the game um yeah. i'm very philosophical about the, the performance it's uh <laughs> it is what it is but uh yeah, just getting out of there was. was uh, I, I can't stress enough what a massive thing that's been for me to actually go and do it. Absolutely. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm, I was I was really excited uh, when I saw Hannah uh, do a couple of Instagram posts from there. I was like, oh, that's, that's really good news. Um, yeah, I had to borrow a bat though. I had to borrow a bat and I had to borrow whites because mm-hmm. I went to. Um, I don't want to bag on our favourite store, Decathlon. Right. But I went to Decathlon in august right and was told that all of their cricket gear had been removed because they don't sell it in autumn wow that's, like, that's the french for you mate i was like it's august how is it autumn what are you mm. talking about so i had to i was then like i've got i've got a game in two days and i have no gear and i can't order any gear what what am i going to do so i, had I hope to you pointed out to them about the uh, about the poor uh, scheduling of the t20 finals next season <laughs> So, yeah. well, did you, did, I'm not sure if you're aware, but they've moved the T20 finals back by three weeks into late September. So fuck you. What? Yeah. Jesus. It's like the 21st well, or something. There was a bit of a silver lining to having to borrow um, whites from right. from the captain. Uh, hmm. Always weight loss. I fitted into medium cricket whites. So that was a nice little, uh, oh, nice little bonus for me. That was a little, nice. nice little confidence boost before I started the game. So I've got some, they, They're a little oh, bit tight, but luckily I've got great pins these days, so it was, uh, <laughs> it was all fine. I've got some questions about fitness, actually, that, re- that relate to cricket. Just to, just want to put us back on track for a second. Um, okay. And we, we may speak back to the folkloric phenomenon of, of Fat Nick at some point during this conversation, which is just... How fit do you need to be? For village cricket anyway well let me tell you john um considering the conversation we've had about me running and training mm-hmm. and doing mm-hmm. a half marathon and doing kettlebell sessions Feeling a bit tight, I, came, yeah? I came home i came home from that cricket match and i felt like i'd been hit by a car <laughs> because there's one thing it's, it's one thing to do an hour-long run or an hour-long yep. gym session it's quite another thing to stand up for four hours in the field and run and chase things down. And it's a very different sort of fitness yeah. that I haven't done for a long time. Yeah. 
And I was completely destroyed, dude. Seriously, I was messed up at the end. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think this illness that I've got has basically come off the back of that. But I've been so weakened that it's just, it's, it's killed me. It's killed me. Well, I've but, done a yeah. couple of hours of nets myself this summer. So I haven't mentioned that much to you, but I, have I mentioned that to you at all? I don't think you have. Maybe you're keeping it from me for my emotional state. Well, yeah, because it'd be, like, it'd be like if I it'd be like if I said, "Oh, John, by the way, I just knocked out a marathon this week." I didn't think to mention it. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> it was really hot, but it was fine. Well, I am um, so um, yeah. If, if I said, if I came on tape and said, "Oh, I've played my first competitive um, cricket match in uh, eighteen, no, God, twenty years." Um, that would mean something very different to what, what you said, because for me, a competitive cricket match was games at school when I was in sixth form. Um, I wasn't uh, in the representative side for the uh, for the school or anything like that. I was in what we call the veggie league, which is uh, not very PC. I don't think they're to call it that these days, um, which was the kind of internal league system within the school. Um so yeah, I, I haven't played cricket at all, but I've I've done a few casual net sessions uh, because one of the lads uh, that we know has a key for the cricket club's uh, main gate, and we can get in. By the by, we can get in through the uh, through the nature reserve at the back because it's open. There isn't a fence on that side, but you know, feels better to go through the main gate. Uh, I've been down a couple of times. Um, my bowling is much much worse than it was at school. Um, and I, I need some help with that badly, but uh, I'm better with the bat, I think, than I, than, I, than I ever was. But seriously, an hour of nets, I was drenched, mm. absolutely drenched, and in ways that I think if you're if you're in a conversation as we are in this podcast about higher intensity aerobic exercise, you wouldn't necessarily think it's quite of a workout. It's it's just a different sort of. Um it's a different sort of fitness and for me i'm seeing the benefit of doing lots of different sorts of fitness and mm. it can only be a good thing in that sense um yeah the, the batting side of it, i was i was fine it's just that just that standing up in the field for like four hours uh it just gets you it just it's just a long a long day on your feet and mm. um it's just a very different get? dude Thirty thousand. what that day that day, that's that's a full day. So I had a bit of a walk in the morning to like go to town and stuff. But yeah, thirty thousand that day, and uh, yeah, I kept I, I I kept chasing the ball. I developed a nickname, which is so I actually got given two nicknames during the game, which right. I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign. The first one was Kevin, just because one guy couldn't remember my name, and I was like, you know what, I'll take that. I'll take I'll take Kevin. Right, okay. Um, or right, Dave. But then, but then. But then Unfortunately, well, you, you make that joke. Unfortunately, I then developed a nickname that was based on 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 something, which was um, I was running for the ball. Or yeah. I, was, I was like, you know, the ball got hit over, so I run it, and we started shouting, "Go on, Del Boy, go on, Del Boy." <laughs> and apparently, apparently, it's because when I run, I look like that scene in Only Fools and Horses where Del Boy and Rodney are running Batman and Robin after the criminals. <laughs> so, so you so literally. I've, don't I've look like a runner. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that's a good place to leave it there for this week, isn't it? 
Yeah, that is a good place to leave it. So we will uh, go. That means I need to do an outro. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Overcast, anywhere that you like to get podcasts. Uh, so please do subscribe to us wherever you like. And if you can, it would be good to leave us a re- review or email us if you want to give us some feedback. We're on podcast at runnerpod.com. You could also tweet us at runnerpod. Uh, we just want to give a bit of a shout out to our hosting company who are Podient. They provide professional grade podcast hosting at a price you choose. And they've just started a uh, Patreon campaign, which is, Nick, have you got the link there, mate? Uh, yeah, it's just patreon.com slash Podient. We'll put a link in the show notes as well. I am currently, as we speak, just putting my £5 a month uh, donation in because they do... Uh, they've really helped us out with this and they're always on call if we ever need them so yeah I'm just putting my five uh, £5 a month in fantastic I better do that as well now go on match funding right yeah shame you shame you shame shame shame, shame. shame. <laughs> that's us for another week and we will be uh, off to the cricket we might do a record there if not we'll catch you next time peace you don't look like a runner with Nick and John So after uh, doing this cross, kind of cross-training, this varied regime with the kettlebells and stuff like that, the uh, brilliant bit of a nice, nice, nice of you to smash a, smash a glass in the background there, mate. Where's Walter's track, mate? You could just cut that out without speaking to it. It'd be fine. Oh, is it? Is it now? It is. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm working off a, um, a tropical torpedo, a Sierra Nevada tropical IPA. When did you get a beer? You told me to go and get a beer. Well, yeah, I didn't know you'd gone to get a beer, though. Oh, well, I can can see how that would be confusing for you, that you told me to go and get a beer, and I did. (laughs) You don't normally do what I ask you to do. That's true enough. That's true enough, mate. Right, can you stop smacking glasses because it's annoying me? Sure, sure. It doesn't sound like you're going to stop. It sounds like you're going to continue. Just mute my track when you're doing the edit. It'll be fine. That doesn't annoy me as I'm talking. I'm listening. Right. So uh, this kind of cross-training approach, I'd started to see the, you are taking the piss. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) You are purposely doing that in front of a microphone, you (laughs) cockhead. How did you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was a subtle knife. (laughs) Are you finished now with your little fucking comedy routine? <laughs>